podcast. You're a slave to the dollar. You're non-essential. You're a guinea pig for Pfizer. What are you gonna do about it? Let's go! Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Lunch Boys Podcast. Uh, there were some conflicting scheduling issues, so uh, nobody was really available to do something at the same time. Uh, so for the sake of consistency and content, uh, this is going to be the first uh, Ryan-only episode, uh, so probably about 15, 20 minutes, uh, maybe 30 if I get if I get on one. Um, I'm not super used to talking to myself. Uh, I know I sound like a paranoid schizophrenic on the show, but I promise that's just an act, mostly. Uh, so I'm not super used to talking to myself. Um, so if I stutter and stumble, uh, roll with me. I hope it goes well. Um, but in the news, as of now, uh, it's January 26th, uh, near the end of the day. Um, what is going on in the world? Well, there's a, a whole hell of a lot. There's World War III coming up over the horizon. Uh, your boy is ready to dodge that draft. We'll talk about that a little bit. There was also that, uh, and I've already forgotten their name. Wow. Um, uh, Stephen Breyer, uh, Stephen Breyer, a Supreme Court justice, just stepped down and retired, and Biden and his, you know, <laughs> expansive woke persona uh, decided that not only is he going to replace this position, he's going to replace it with specifically a black female, so an affirmative action hire for the Supreme Court, one of the most powerful offices in the land, um, which is great. That's how he got his VP. And look how that's going with their 32% approval rating. I can't imagine that this is going to go poorly. Uh, There's no world where this goes poorly, right? You know, wokeism is uh, perfectly aligned with reality and meritocracy and Western ideals of, uh, you know, civilization. That totally checks out. Um, That's great. Uh, there was also Biden calling, uh, you know, explicit warning, Biden calling a Fox reporter a stupid son of a bitch for bringing up inflation. There's that, which honestly, I'm torn about, because in a fight between the corporate press and politicians, who are you supposed to support? They're both so awful that I'm not sure whose side I'm on. Um Especially because the Fox guy was asking about inflation and whether more of it was coming down the pipe. Spoiler alert, it is. Uh, go look up the, the St. Louis uh, Fed's M1 money stock um, chart. Uh, there's definitely more inflation coming. It's an easy answer. You don't need a PhD for it. Um, so the, fo- like the Fox person or correspondent had a good point. Um, and then Biden was like, more inflation... I, I think the direct quote was like, more inflation? What an asset. What a stupid son of a bitch. And it's like, or you could answer the question. You, you know, like, that that is also an option. Um, but apparently not for politicians, because they're, they're incapable of answering a question directly. Um, but back to far more important issues than you know, two rival gangs, the press and politicians, uh, squabbling with each other. Um, World War III is on the horizon. So to my understanding, and I I am, uh, I think I am the most 
uh, foreign policy, or I'm the biggest foreign policy nerd out of the Lunch Boys. But in terms of the world, uh, I'm probably still like, you know, D tier. But so we'll see. Um, to my understanding, this Ukraine thing uh, is all coming about because of eastward expansion of NATO, which, you know, North Atlantic Treaty uh, Organization. Um, so Biden is trying to expand NATO eastward, which is an issue because Bush and Thatcher and the French prime minister back in, uh, uh, oh, two, <laughs> I forget exactly what you're, but they put in writing that they would no longer, uh, or they wouldn't expand NATO eastward anymore. Well, the problem with a democracy is that there's a revolving door of politicians and the people in charge. So now we have the Biden administration who's walking in and saying, like, oh, well, that wasn't us. That was the Bush people. So we're going to try to, you know, get um, this new Ukrainian government on board uh, and new relative to 2008, uh, eight or four. Man, I need to get these dates down. When uh, Yanukovych uh, was overthrown by a CIA coup in the Obama administration, so it was, it was 08, uh, in the Obama administration. Um, and they installed a far-right, uh, self-admittedly neo-Nazi faction uh, as their government. But because they were anti-Russia, they decided that it's you know a good idea and it's kind of a wash. Like, we only hate far-right extremism at home. Uh, we'll support finance and arm it overseas you know just like you see all over the middle east as well um so russia is threatening to invade uh this you know sovereign democratically elected elected state which you know not really the case uh because the cia coup um so they're threatening to invade and then biden and the rest of the nato crew is like well hold on now I don't like that because you're going to install presumably a dictator with pro-Russian sympathies. And I want my dictator with pro-American sympathies. So Biden has sent, I believe the total is $400 million of, quote, lethal aid, a.k.a. weapons um, and <laughs> missile launchers with the capabilities of uh, shooting nuclear-powered missiles uh, over the border. Uh, it's a whole mess. So he sent $400 million of, you know, military aid, essentially, to the Ukraine. Uh, and people are rightfully saying that this looks like an act of aggression uh, to support a side like that. It's clearly picking a side. Um, and then you have the other faction of the media saying oh, well, Russia is threatening to invade. They're running military uh, drills and exercises near the border of Ukraine, but still in Russia. Uh, so, like, isn't that aggression? And I would just like to point out back in uh, 2018, which feels like forever ago, uh, that Trump was running military exercises in Belarus, which is the northern country of, or uh, the country to the north of Ukraine, also shares a border with Russia. So if we're going to talk about offensive and aggressive military action, it didn't start here. And I know it didn't start with Trump's thing, but like it's been going back and forth for I don't know, easily 100 years <laughs> almost like at the very least since the Cold War, where they threatened humanity then. 
Um, and so now the last I've, I've seen, and I just got off of work, so I might be a day behind or so. Um, the last that I've seen, Biden was toying with the idea of sending our troops 6,000 miles away <laughs> to defend a country that we installed the dictator of, or not the dictator, but the ruler of. So to protect that country from a Russian invasion who is presumably hostile and like belligerently evil and aggressive. That's how they sell it, at least. And it's kind of odd that if you think that there's such a nuclear threat and such a threat to us as a ostensibly sovereign nation, wouldn't you want to distance yourself and be like, you know what, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe not. Um, I'm not going to send thousands of our people over to get killed over Russian squabbles. Um, it seems silly. Uh, and, you know, I, I saw that Biden was trying to come up with an alternative energy plan in case the, uh, in case Ukraine got taken over by Russia. Uh, that is definitely the right way to go, because why wouldn't you want to diversify your energy income and uh, sources? Uh, there was, uh, oh, I'm just trying to think of what happened. And I, it's all drawing a blank. Um, as always, this war is going to be stupid. If it's a war, uh, this one's going to be catastrophic. It's also weird to see the propaganda machine go from, look at this, isn't it awful? We've lost uh, 800,000 American lives because of COVID. Uh, you know, obviously they died of COVID and not with COVID, but that's a different thing. Um, it, like, we went from, it's so terrible, we lost 800,000 lives to threatening potentially like hot military engagements with Russia, a hostile nuclear power, um, which let me tell you, if if the nukes get dropped, uh, there's going to be a whole lot more than 800,000 people dead. I, I think the only bright side is that uh, the nukes will hit the West Coast first. So maybe <laughs> once California is taken out, some of the crazy will die down. Uh I think it'll bring the average global level of crazy down about 35% if only California and Portland are taken out. These are rough numbers, though. I'm not a scientist, clearly. Um, other foreign policy stuff, a little bit. Uh, the U.S. has finally uh, kind of ceded that they're willing to talk to Iran with the JCPOA. Um, renegotiations. renegotiations. Um, JCPOA is basically some scam <laughs> invented by the uh, foreign policy elite uh, in our country to deprive Iran its na a natural right to develop peaceful nuclear technologies. Um, the Obamas did it, and it looks like, you know, to, to me and the people I read, that because Biden's in there with a lot of the same people that were in the Obama cabinet, they're like, well, this was our thing to begin with. Like, so let's get this win. The, the the left, broadly speaking, was super about this one, and we did it the first time, so like, let's just do it a second time. Um, it ups uh, investigation or investigative powers by things like the uh, International Atomic Energy Association. Uh, so it ups their control over their process uh, of nuclear 
or uranium enrichment uh, in return for alleged uh, sanction relief. Guess which <laughs> guess which side happened and which side didn't. Yeah, they're they're spying on Iranian scientists basically uh, in return for nothing. You know, there's no sanction relief. They'll point to some. Oh well, look, we you know let this truck of food in finally, but we wouldn't let this other thing happen. So it's like all kind of a wash from from what I understand. Um, so I'm not, they've been saying that Iran had has nuclear capabilities since uh, what was it '83, and they've never once given a shred of evidence that they had. Uh, military and like uh yeah military use nuclear uh capabilities it's always been nuclear reactors for energy uh because the shah back in uh what 73 no was sometime in the, like the late sixties, early seventies, the Shah made like massive investments for, especially for like a poor country like that, made massive investments um, into nuclear energy. And then in seventy three, when the revolution happened and uh, Ayatollah Khomeini came in, he, you know, at first didn't want it, but then he was like, okay, maybe we could have one because it's already eighty percent done. And then Reagan and all of his, you know, wisdom and glory. Uh, made the nuclear suppliers group and was like, you know what, actually, uh, you're not allowed to have it, uh, forced, uh, Eurodif, which was a French company to sever their contracts, which, uh, sever their contracts with the Iranians, um, and then forced the Iranians underground buying from places like South Africa and China. And then like, once we got word that they were buying from China, they were, it was like, hold up now. Uh, why'd you buy 1.8 metric tons from of uh you know enriched uranium from china or, you know what was it whatever was it uh uranium hexafluoride and uh octafluoride why are you buying that from china uh those are the baddies and everything they do is awful and terrible um and so then you know we've been super hostile about that for a while and it looks like we're about to get back into the same stupid plan. And, like, I would rather have rhetorical peace, uh, but still, like, sanctions and military aggression, because, like, sanctions are military aggression. What else would they be? I would rather have rhetorical peace than no peace at all, um, except for the fact that it makes people think that, you know, we're, we have peace. Um, there was a, also a an SDF, a, Severian, a Syrian Democratic Forces uh, raid on a, or no, it was an ISIS raid on a SDF prison with some, uh, political asylum, asylums there. Uh, there's hundreds dead. Uh, this is a really fun episode. Hundreds dead. Uh, ISIS is back, uh, <laughs> because of course it is, uh, you know, they've got a new variant just like COVID and it's go time. They're killing a lot more people than Omicron though. So, uh, I don't know if that's true, but it, it works. Um, there was also a Houthi attack in Abu, uh, Abu Dara in Yemen. Uh, so on a Saudi uh, and UAE tanker, uh, took out a 
lot of fuel. Uh, oil prices went to soaring heights. I think it was a record for the last 12 months, so year over year. Um, hit record prices for a second because everybody got spooked that the Houthis, the, these radical terrorists um, who were being starved to death by American and Saudi forces, um, everybody was scared that they were going to keep doing that. And then um, the Saudis came in and targeted uh, military and civilian communication towers. So for the last what, what's it been? Uh, six or seven days, there's been an Internet blackout and communications blackout uh, in Sana'a, the capital of Yemen. Um, and that's where like most of the telecommunications uh, infrastructure and capabilities are. So for the last seven days or so, they've been completely black uh, and completely dark on, you know, internet connection, cell phone connection, uh, and you know, service, and that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, so they're targeting, you know, they keep saying it's not a war of attrition, and they're not slowly starving the people of Yemen to death, and that, that's not what they're doing. They're purely going after military targets. But then you keep looking at what they're doing where they'll bomb farms with livestock on it, they'll bomb civilian bridges, hospitals with babies being treated for cholera, they'll you know bomb supply routes so food can't get in. The UN will label the Houthis a terrorist organization so that anybody in Houthi-controlled uh, land is unable to get human uh, or humanitarian aid from international sources. This is the poorest country in the Middle East, and you're cutting off any international charity and you're gonna say it's not some like you know nwo plot to starve these people into submission um and like of course that's what they're doing and who's selling them the bombs raytheon halliburton lockheed martin it's the americans these american contracts and biden biden ran and when he was running, uh, or, you know, quote, running, he was in the basement. But when he was in his basement, he said that he was going to end this war in Yemen. He was going to end the, Saudi, uh, the Saudi-backed genocide. Like, let's just call it what it is when you're starving a population to death. This is just, that's just what it is. Um, he was going to end the U.S. backing of the Saudi, or the U.S. complicity uh, of the Saudis' aggressive war. Uh, you know, related to that. And then the other day, it was like three weeks ago or so, he makes this big show of inviting Saudi officials in, signing another deal for like 500 million bucks for missiles and planes and, you know, all the rest. And like the Saudis without American support can't make this happen. They don't have jet uh, jets good enough uh, and like fuel efficient enough to even get to Sana'a and to get to Yemen from their military bases. The U.S. has sold them uh, mid-air refuelers so that they can actually even get to their target. So there's no way without our support and our complicity that this is going to happen. And something like 60% of the deaths over there so far have been in children under five because clearly they're radical Islamic terrorists and they should be taken care of accordingly. So it's, that's not going great. <laughs> the understatement of the year. Um, and it's, it's concerning to see the complete 
dis and like this is pretty boilerplate stuff but like the complete disregard for human life there's pictures coming out of the different areas in yemen and there's just children either blown to bits or so like thin and malnourished you can see right through them and you can see their heart beating and like their stomach contracting and it's like okay well uh biden you said you would end it you ended afghanistan so props for that i guess you know is biden the most anti-war president we've had except for this ukraine thing uh, or is more anti-war than trump so far minus the ukraine thing so i feel like that's about to turn around um And then he did that. He's the commander-in-chief, and he said he would end the involvement in Yemen, and he hasn't. All he has to do is snap his fingers and say, we're done here. That's all he has to do. He's the commander-in-chief. You know, you're supposed to listen to him. He's not supposed to have much power except for over the military. This is the one thing he actually can do constitutionally. Um, speaking of what, this war and this backing was not— you know, approved by Congress like you're supposed to in our allegedly beloved Constitution. Didn't happen. Neither did our involvement in the Ukraine and Belarus and really anywhere. Um, so that's that's great. And, you know, it's got me all kinds of riled up because nobody's talking about it. Uh, but there's, you know, there's Raytheon executives getting 50% bonuses um, and their stock's going real high. So I guess that makes it worth it. Um, let, let's Google uh, Yemen war death count uh, 2022. Let's get the most updated thing. Um, UN death toll from Yemen war will reach 377,000 people by 2022. This was released November 23rd last year. Um, so let's just go with that number call it 400,000 round up um 60% of them children under 5 uh actually let me find that number um and then, where is it oh finding sources live when you're the only one is awful isn't it uh yeah, it's saying in, in 2015 there was 10,000 killed um yeah i cannot Oh, it's right here. Yeah, a quarter of all civilian casualties are children. So I was off by about double. But <laughs> I go on vacation next week, so I'm I'm already mentally checked out. Uh, I guess. Um, sorry about that. I promise the gist of everything else that I said was right. Um, and if you don't believe me, just go to antiwar.com and just start reading, uh, and it will uh, it'll make you sad, but it'll make you informed. And then you can, you know, convince people that war is bad, which is apparently an argument that we have to make now. Um, speak, watching watching Twitter and watching the public reaction to I, I know I'm, I know I'm kind of jumping around, but like this is how my brain works. Watching Twitter and the world react to potentially uh, aggressive war with Russia um, over Ukraine again, a country that is not in the United States. Um, so it doesn't matter to us, uh, or it shouldn't. Like, it's their problem. Um, and I know that like that's a pretty hard-line anti-war stance. I get that there's, like, energy and economic uh, 
involvements and impacts and you know all of those other things what's the word i'm looking for consequences consequences is the word i'm looking for. i i get that uh but i don't think we should be involved i don't think we should have been involved uh with yanukovych um if like i strictly defensive wars if we're going to have a government at all you know and that's that's where heads start turning uh, is saying abolish the military. So, but I guess if you're here, you're used to that. And if you've dealt with the last 20 minutes or whatever it's been of me rambling, then you, you must be, you must be a fan, and you must be used to me saying that. Um, so, I'm trying to think of anything else that has happened. There was that DOD lawyer. And doctor, or no, he was a lawyer, not a doctor, saying that there was something like a hundred and ten percent increase in cancer since the COVID vax got introduced into the military. Um, and I can find those numbers real fast because I sent them to that group chat. So let me let me actually find that. Um, but it was the incidence of cancer in the military, which is. You know, ostensibly one of the healthiest and most fit uh, groups in po- of people and population. Yeah, so uh, Thomas Renz, uh, who's an attorney for the DMD, uh, that the number of cancer diagnoses in the military's DMED system, which is like their VAERS from what I understand, uh, system went from a five-year average, 2016 to 2020, of 38,700 per year to... 114,645 in the first 10 months of 2021. Um, Allegedly, and you know, I'm not a military guy, so I don't know the veracity of these, you know, these numbers. But from what I understand, like VAERS is kind of a self-reporting thing. And I I think you can still make a case that VAERS is useful uh, you know, they're not reporting nothing, you know, and I know this is a highly political issue, um, but I know nurses who have said that they've dealt with, like, dozens of vaccine injuries a day sometimes. So, like, there has to be something to it, right? Uh, and then apparently because this is through the military and this is uh, more closely monitored than fares, uh these numbers are like pretty airtight (laughs) from what I understand. Uh, And obviously if you go look at it on Twitter, there's a bunch of people screaming and yelling that no, they're not. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's not good to see, you know, cancer incidents rise. What is that? Four times uh, in a year. So, you know, maybe let's wait for a study to come out <laughs> or something i don't know like what are you supposed to do at this point except like stop promoting these things and also you have israel who's like uh, uh, the most vaccinated country on the planet who has record case numbers and is the highest per capita uh for or the highest rate per capita of cases in the entire world as it's the most vaxxed country and i'm sure there'll be people say like oh well the deaths are lower and it's like yeah, okay. But again, we were sold on uh, not having, uh, or like you want to be able to spread it. But we've gone over this a million times. 
Um, this is me ranting to try to come up with something else to say. I'm just going to be real up front with you. I'm, I'm a casual person. I'm a casual dude. Um, let me... Th- what else happened? <laughs> uh, the second I sit down to do one of these, I just can't think of anything that's happened in the last couple weeks, I guess. Um, sorry. Uh, oh, the stock market dipped a little bit, which is fun. Um, oh, the IMF uh, told El, Sal- El, Sal- El Salvador, yeah, I can't speak, to remove Bitcoin as a legal tender, which is hilarious because they're like, hey, we've been raping you financially with all of these predatory loans that uh, you know you didn't fully understand or you know think through the consequences of. Or, uh, you know, we're ruining you with credit agencies so nobody's going to lend you anything except for us and then you'll be financially enslaved to us for the next forever. There's like, oh, that thing that's going to grant you monetary freedom uh, from the central bank scheme. If you could stop using that, that'd be great. And it's like, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I think when the IMF is saying don't do something, I think that's just you got to keep doing that. Um I I recently bought Bitcoin and I've got uh you know I got some returns. Uh it's up like 8%, which is better than any other stock that's doing, so I guess I'm not a big Bitcoin guy if we're being real, but that's a that's a thing for a whole other uh episode. And at this point I'm just rambling, so I'm going to wrap it up. Um I hope you enjoyed this. I hope uh we're going to we're we're trying our best to get more content out consistently um we we know we've been slacking uh and it's because everybody's just so busy um so i like we know and we're sorry uh we're gonna work on it there's gonna be a lot of solo episodes potentially uh i know just that there's gonna be a lot and then potentially um there in a month is the anniversary of waco uh i will solo or not be doing an episode on that um, cause wake, it's, uh, the worst thing ever <laughs> is basically what Waco is. Uh, so I'll be doing something on that, uh, with or without anybody else. Um, if you have anything else you want to hear us rant and ramble about, uh, and the other guys are way funnier than me. So I'll try to coordinate with them a little better, uh, so that it's not so depressing. And so like, like an engineer, like here's just everything that ever happened ever, um, but if you have anything you would want us to rant and ramble about, uh, hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter. We're at the Lunch with Pod. I'm at Privatized Ryan. Uh, if you want to see me lose my mind consistently, uh, you can check me out there. Um, check us out on Instagram at the Lunch with Pod. Also, uh, we usually respond quicker there. Just a heads up if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, five stars on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, Patreon at the Lunch Boys Pod. Um, give us your money so we can do this full time. Because all I want to do is bully the political elite for a living. Uh, this software engineering stuff—it's cool, but like I really, really just want to bully the elites uh, full time. Um, and right now I'm just doing it volunteer for free because I'm a shit capitalist, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, check us out on all those things. Um, I hope this didn't suck. Uh, if you want sources on anything I said, I will find them, and I will own up if I misremembered a date or something like that. 
just call me out on it because there's a lot that's going on and I'm sure I didn't get everything 100% right. But I will find you sources if you want them. Thanks for listening. Thanks for dealing with my rambling. If you liked it, please message us and say it didn't suck or or else I'm just never doing it again by myself because they're way more personable, uh, Jake and Henry. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening for the eighth time and see you later. Uh, Bye. Lord Anthony Fauci here. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, you're more than likely already inoculated with my poison shot or you're sitting in an internment camp shielding the rest of the population from your sick ideas of personal liberty and I would just like to inform you what you saw happening to your loved ones as they convulsed on the kitchen floor this is purely a breakthrough event and there's nothing to be afraid of we are rapidly approaching the fourth industrial revolution. You will own nothing and be happy. <laughs> well, what he's trying to say is that the Great Reset is purely a conspiracy theory and we don't eat children. Wink, wink, 